0: I have to ensure that I balance my opportunities to progress with that ability to ensure that I'm fulfilling what my ultimate goal is.
1: Welcome to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast. I'm Dr. Jen Barna, and I'm thrilled today to have with me Dr. Tamara Beckford. Dr. Beckford is a board certified emergency physician, wellness expert, health equity champion and speaker. She is the CEO of the You Are Caring Society where she helps busy professional women put their health and wellness first without guilt. Dr. Beckford is the host of the Docs Who Care podcast where she interviews doctors from all over the world and discusses common medical conditions in a fun way while skipping all the jargon. And most recently, Dr. Beckford has been on the front lines battling the surge of COVID-19 in the community. Welcome to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast, Dr. Beckford, and thank you for joining us despite your super busy schedule. I'm so grateful that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm so interested in hearing about your life. You're doing such interesting things, and I'd love to know an overview of how you came to be where you are now, even going back to your journey as a pre-medical student Mm -hmm. wonderful question
0: right brings us back to memory lane which is always a fascinating time so my journey into medicine really started with a journey in uh, the love of science and I'll go back a little bit further before even pre-med to my exposure to medicine I actually thought I was going to be a pharmacist and I was there doing a summer program trying to shadow pharmacists and the pharmacist had no idea what to do with this high school student so they said you know what let me have you file some medical records (laughs) in numerical order and this was paper chart era for those who remember and I was like I don't know if this is what I want to do I think I want to interact with people and unfortunately I was just placed in a little basement with these boxes and I said all right that's not gonna be fun so I reapplied and I got exposed to medicine I got exposed to shadowing a doctor and I said oh this is awesome I'm talking to people I really like this and then as the years went by I kept Kept on trying to get exposed to medicine as much as possible. And I applied to other programs. Now, this is as an undergrad. I applied to a program where I was able to shadow physicians. And I was able to shadow a emergency medicine physician. I thought this is fascinating because the first of all, she was a female and she was pregnant and she was still like in charge and doing all these wonderful things that we do in the emergency medicine. And it was a teaching hospital. So she had residents and I thought that this was wonderful. So I'm like, how did she do this? She, she did all of this. And she was just a very normal person. She was just easy to approach. She loved what she she did. She made it seem as if this is a possible life for you. This is not Far-fetched. It's not fantasy. And from then on, I said, I think I like emergency medicine. The pace is good. You get to do procedures, and you're also, of course, in the 20s. At uh, that point, yeah, very early 20s, right, or teens. You're like, oh, the up and down schedule. This is so cool. <laughs> I can be off when everyone else is sleeping. So I got that exposure. While in medical school, I was also exposed to another wonderful physician. This is Dr. Tiffany Morano. I think she just got this wonderful position as either chair or assistant chair in Columbia. But she was just another fascinating doc. She was just very cool. She's fascinating. She's funny she laughs and she is just an excellent doctor so those exposure in my early years really led me to say okay I think I want to do emergency medicine because this is what all the cool people are doing yeah. <laughs> in medicine and also it's really led to my personality being able to interact with people being able to really help at a very very quick pace building that bond in order to really help someone because if you think about emergency medicine. 20 minutes ago, you didn't know who I was, but I step in the room and you have to trust me that I'm going to really take excellent care of you and really get you feeling comfortable or pass you on to the person that can get you there, but really stabilize you. That's one of the fascinating aspects of emergency medicine that I love and that I work towards being excellent at.
1: Wow. I love the story that your life was so influenced by just the coincidence of meeting a couple of people who were so in line with what you value. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that you would be tremendous in any specialty, but Mm -hmm. it influenced you to go into emergency medicine, which I'm sure has been a phenomenal specialty to choose. How have you worked your schedule out since you've been practicing Mm -hmm. in order to do all the things you do in addition to that?
0: Oh, that's a wonderful question.
1: The first few years, you know, I've been practicing now for almost 13,
0: 14 years. And the first few years, I just practiced. Whatever schedule I got, I was just okay with it. After a while, as you progress on and you're starting to develop additional interests, one of the aspects of emergency medicine is that our schedule is usually very erratic. So um, it's challenging to develop a hobby or a class that you want to go to. For example, if someone wants to do their CrossFit. CrossFit is on Mondays and Wednesdays, or you want to play a part of a league. This Wednesday, I might be available, but I might not be available the Wednesday after. And so that posed a lot of challenge. What I was able to negotiate, and this is after having my second child, is to work just nights only. So I had a prior colleague who was doing that shift, and then she decided to move on from working that night shift. So I just asked, and I was able to be able to do that. So I Work just nights, so now I am the nocturnist. (laughs) So nocturnal emergency medicine—it has its challenges because I work on the busiest nights in the ER. But what I'm able to do on my time off is things like this, right? Able to do the podcast. I'm able to venture into entrepreneurship to learn from others and to meet fascinating people, especially throughout these last few years. But that's the trade-off, right? I work nights (laughs) in order to do these things in the daytime.
1: Wow. Thank you even more for being here recording with me in the middle of the day. So you have two kids, is that right? Correct. terrific. So you're a doctor mom as well. And we share that experience. And I think a lot of our listeners are interested in hearing about balancing all of that. And that's really what we're about at Doc Working, creating the best life for you based on what matters most to you personally, as a physician and as a healthcare worker. And so I would love to hear more about self-care. I want to know how in the world are you finding time for that with your schedule and with being a mom and the work, of course, in the hospital itself. Absolutely. Fantastic
0: question. How do you find that time? And I I get asked this question a lot. And it's to the point that I started thinking like, wow, I guess I am doing a lot of things. And that's the biggest aspect. So I do have my parents in March of last year. Yeah, they retired. And I was like, oh yeah. But the retirement really is for them. And they get to really enjoy being with my family. They moved from New Jersey. So all of my formative years, I grew up in New Jersey. And I've been in Houston for almost 14 years. During that time, my parents would get to come and see the kids every once in a while, but after retirement, they said that they wanted to move down here and be a part of the children's lives. So they help me on the weekends. One day a week, they will take and pick the kids up from school and they get to spend time and they get to spoil the kids. And then the rest of the week, I have to unspoil them. <laughs> For those who have grandparents <laughs> and the kids or their grandparents, we all understand, <laughs> but it's wonderful in my perspective. The other thing that I do, as I mentioned, is that schedule really allows me the time to do some of these activities in the daytime. Now, when it comes to my self-care routine, I have a little bit of a daily routine that I do. And it's really a morning routine. It helps me to enter into the day versus having the day enter into me. So when I wake up, I read. I've been reading the Bible now. I read a chapter every morning and then I meditate on it. And then I'll read probably like... Like maybe for 10 minutes into a book. After that, then I will start my day. I might look at my phone to see whatever else is happening. But by the time I enter, my day is just, I'm just so mellow that not a lot of things are going to really phase me throughout the day, which is the total opposite of the tomorrow from yesteryear. So I get anxious and a lot going on. Sleep is something that's important, but as a nocturnist and a person that has to switch from night to days, sleep is a challenge. During the time when I have to flip back over, I do try to get as much rest as I can. And to do so, I have to listen to music. Well, actually, it's not music, it's audiobooks. <laughs> audiobooks of people with soothing voices that helps to ease me back into sleep. Other things that I do, it's really spending time and trying to dedicate some time with my kids. My whole purpose of entrepreneurship was to have time. Whenever I look at any activities, or any pathways for opportunities. I have to look and ensure that it's going to align with my initial goal and quality time with my family, make great memories. So that's my goal. I have to ensure that I balance my opportunities to progress with that ability to ensure that I'm fulfilling
1: what my ultimate goal is. Those are some of
0: the ways that I take care of myself.
1: Terrific insights and really brilliant answer. That makes me think about it couple of things. Mm -hmm. First of all, reminds me of an episode that we recorded way back episode 39 with Dr. Paula Marfia, who is also a hospitalist, Dr. Mom, and she works night shifts as well. And she also had figured that out as a way to balance her work and her family. And it's worked out really, really well for her too. So it's really interesting to hear another person who has chosen that as a way to to balance it all. And then hearing you describe your morning routine also makes me think about a book. I'm curious if you've read Miracle Morning by Hal Miracle, Albright. Yes.
0: So actually I read Miracle Equation, which was his book after Miracle Morning. He talked about it. And so I got just a small insight into Miracle Morning. It's, but that is correct is one of the reasons why I've patterned that off of
1: Miracle Morning. Oh, I love that. I'm going to yes. have to check out the next book. So oh, Miracle Equations. Oh, it is awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to check that out. And we'll include that in the show notes. The other thing that listening to you really made me think about is what a fabulous job you've done creating boundaries for yourself and around the things that you value the most and picking and choosing things according to a bigger plan and focusing on your vision for yourself. So I think you're you're a tremendous example. I love to hear about that. Now you have started yourcaringdocs.com. You have the Docs Who Care podcast and then the You Are Caring Society. Correct. Can you tell me about the vision behind those? What made you decide to start those? Absolutely.
0: With my venture into entrepreneurship, I initially thought I was going to do telemedicine. Actually, I wouldn't even say initially thought. That is actually what I did. I started Your Cure and Docs as part of a telemedicine platform where I said, okay, during the days that I was not working in the emergency department, I'll venture and I'll take care of patients in telemedicine and the premise behind it is that there were just so many aspects in medicine. And also there were a lot of patients who were paying excess amount of money for things. I'm like, oh, this is very simple. You're coming into the emergency department. I'm like, oh my gosh, this bill is going to be extraordinary for something that's very, very simple to treat. So I said, well, why don't I make this platform and be able to take care of those patients? So it was great intention. But as with everything, I went back to my why. And as I continued working, doing my telemedicine, I found myself not being able to be there for my kids. So I'm shutting the door. I'm like pushing them away instead of pulling them towards me. Mm -hmm. That mom guilt, it started to increase. This is the opposite of what I want. (laughs) I want to be able to spend more time with them. And then in addition to that, I realized that I was getting closer to being more burnt out because I had an increase in the patient population because of the fact that we're in a pandemic. So the patient population increased exponentially So I'm extremely fatigued from working and then I get home and then I'm really tired. As I sat and thought about it, I said, this is not the best way that I will be able to really help others. So I had to start to pivot while doing that. I started providing a lot of information about medical health and wellness tips, but initially it's really a lot of information about what is blank particular medical issue. What is a congestive heart failure? What happens when you have a heart attack every week? I, Did a video, (laughs) and I would broadcast it live on Facebook. And I had hand drawings. This is the ear, and this is what an ear infection is. This is the eye. This is what conjunctivitis is. As I continued doing that, I said, "Wow, I'm really providing a lot of info for patients." But wouldn't it be great if I can talk to some of my colleagues and really have them also provide information? And that's when the Docs Who Care podcast came about. So I invited, like, you know, colleagues. Like, "Hey, would you like to talk about like your specialty?" and then from there, I actually really just started getting to know them and having them talk about more than just their specialty, a lot of additional interests in helping and coaching and depression. And we just went really, really further than what I thought. And being a person who just kind of goes all in on this, I sent out and I was interviewing a lot of colleagues daily. And by the time I looked, I had amassed over a hundred interviews. <laughs> And so I posted like, hey, I've just finished my 100th interview. Like, this is so fantastic. And from there, I had been granted the opportunity to do some LinkedIn live. And then afterward, I started getting more of my colleagues come in and saying, I want to be interviewed. So from then on, I just kept it directly moving from me with my hand-drawn figures or my PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to just really highlighting our colleagues out there and doing it on live interviews, which has been really, really fun. And then I put those on the podcast, which is called Our Docs Who Care, because it highlights, you know, we're human and we care. So what I've been told from those who are not in the medical profession, who watches and listen to this, they said, oh, I love the way that we get to find out about these doctors and their personalities. And they find out that there are more aspects to us than just the person is coming in and taking your medical information. <laughs> so it's really been a fascinating journey.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, And it's fantastic to listen to your podcast and to see these guests. I completely agree. Where can people find you if they're interested in learning more?
0: Oh, they can find me at my website, which is your caring docs. That's U R C A R I N G D O C S dot com. And I think that you'd asked me about the society and that society is something that I built recently. We just kicked off. We're here to help our busy professional women really put their health and wellness first. That's one of the other aspects I started to notice. So the pandemic hit and a lot of us really went down into a funk. Life started to just hit us really hard, balancing between life, your career, and then your personal. We end up putting all things for ourselves in order to do things for our family, such as if our child is ill, we'll make their appointment. If we're ill, we're like, ah, It's okay if our spouse or significant other or grandparents or parents are ill, we'll handle things for them. If we're ill, we put it off. So the point is to really put ourselves first because we know that we are part of the glue (laughs) that holds everyone else together. So if we are at our best, then we can definitely continue to give our best to everyone. That's part of the York caring Society.
1: That is such an important concept of put the mask on yourself first, because if you're in good health yourself, Mm -hmm. you're taking care of yourself from an emotional standpoint as well, and you know that you're doing what you're doing with purpose, then you can take better care of all the people around you, which is typically what we're trying to do when we're neglecting ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. For some reason, a tough nut to crack for a lot of physicians to pause and realize that it's okay to prioritize ourselves. And if you need to do it in the name of everyone you care about, then that's okay too. But it's a very important thing to do. Absolutely. So I love what you're doing. And it's such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. Thank you so much. It's been a
0: pleasure. <laughs>
1: if you're interested in learning more about Doc Working and Doc Working Thrive, which sponsors this podcast, please check us out at docworking.com. And that's D-O-C-W-O-R-K-I-N-G.com. Thank you so much. This is Jen Barna with Dr. Tamara Beckford. And we appreciate you being here with us today on Doc Working, The Whole Physician Podcast. Thank you.
0: I'm Amanda Taran, producer of Doc Working, The Whole Physician Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and head over to DocWorking.com to see all we have to offer.